I'm your host, Sarah Subiata Bennett. Today is our premiere episode, and I'm very excited for all we have in store for you. I want to take this time to set the stage about the who, what, where, and why behind this podcast in addition to our Dallas Express newspaper. In this era of news and opinion blurring and blending 24-7, it's often hard to differentiate between opinions and facts. The primary purpose of what we hope to accomplish is to serve you the full facts buffet so you can cook up your own conclusions. Businesses need to want to move to the core of Dallas. We need people that need to want to move to the core of Dallas. You can only accomplish that if you make great progress and achieve high standards in these areas of homelessness, of crime, of clean streets, yep. of well-repaired streets, of a great business community, and especially education. And that's what needs to improve in order to make our city everything that it could be. Alrighty, we made it to Bike Mart's Preston Hollow location. Anything that helps my family and I get outside and moving is my kind of place. medical, dental, vision, um, inpatient treatment services, sober living services, counseling, mental health services, uh, housing navigation services, workforce development services, so GED classes, ID recovery, parent trainings. What's unique about it is people learn. You said it's kind of like a college campus. Yeah. It's like a small town. It is. And so people learn how to re-navigate community mm -hmm. and reintegrate into community before they go back out into these this large city and they take those relationships with them. I'm Natalie Huschek and my husband and I founded the Dignity Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. We're sitting at well-grounded coffee communities. And they collaborate with other businesses to offer formerly incarcerated women a pathway to a brighter future. Two examples. Look at the a star in Frisco. Yep, that's right. Nothing there. Nothing there. Jerry Jones uh, goes to the city of Frisco, and they and he says, you know, I have this vision. You've got this plain, this beautiful raw land. Nothing's there, and he says, we we have this vision. Let's work together. That's the key there. Work together to get this going. And and look what we have now. And the city of Frisco so wisely said, hey, listen, we want this. We want this practice facility. We want this building. We'll even get our, our high school to practice football there. And how great is that? Because now you've got people going, oh my God, I want to move to Frisco because my son can go play football at the star with the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. It's incredible. It's incredible. And it was so smart. And Dallas has had opportunities like this in the past, as you know, and yes, we have let them go. Let and we them let go. them go. And we pay the price. The citizens like pay the price. Sand through the fingertips. Exactly. It just drives exactly. me crazy to I know. watch. I know. Over here, I'm a nervous one. This is the beautiful Natasha. No smiling, right? Can you not smile? <laughs> yeah, no, no smiling. No smiling. I still have a smirk. <laughs> oh, look how it's flowing. I have two tubes of blood here. This one I'm going to put in the cooler. That stops the blood from clotting while it's waiting. So you can see, you see how the oh, bruising is Isn't that crazy? Like, what? So as those stem cells, <laughs> those doctors and so excited. <laughs> I'm go. so excited. Clockwise from the women. 
fortunes. They're going to be from uh, Nova Scotia. We got two from Can Canadian waters. So Nova Scotia, they're smooth and salty, like a dip in the ocean. So you should, it should be like eating a coral reef, in my opinion. Snorkeling, chewing on a piece of coral, that's what you're going to get there. I just squeeze lemon juice and that's it. But this is a Thai chili uh, uh, mignonette and this uh, cocktail sauce and our prepared horseradish. But these guys are so good. Fresh squeezed lemon. Delicious. Thank you. What's your name? Justin Adams. Catfish Adams. <laughs> What method do you have to just stop and reprioritize before allowing that bogged down sense to just overwhelm us? Well, sometimes it takes someone else to point it out, right? Sometimes we don't see it. Yeah. And as moms, we're really good at just like, Going, we're on the hamster churning. wheel. Mm -hmm. We can just burn and go all day long. Yep. Sometimes it takes someone who loves us mm -hmm. to say, you need help. Like, you need yeah. some help. Let's just take a minute here. Mm -hmm. So my advice is stay open to those messages. Yep. Because we don't want to think we ever need a break. That's right. We think we, we got this. Uh -huh. You know, we've been conditioned mm -hmm. and socialized to think we've got this. Mm -hmm. But we're humans. We are. And we need time to decompress. Mm -hmm. So my advice is check in with yourself. And then also trust when loved ones who care for you point it out. Yep. I love that. Yeah, so today, Sarah, we're gonna I'm going to start an IV on you. It's going to uh -huh. be... I chose the inner beauty cocktail for you that has a little bit extra biotin, which uh -huh. is just going to help um, with your hair, skin, and nails, just to boost your system, rehydrate you, and just kind of get you in tip-top condition for the weekend. And how um, is that different from the Myers cocktail so, that I had last week when I right. was dying? The Myers cocktail has um, a little bit more magnesium, which helps your muscles, it helps you relax, it helps your hydration levels. We also have the Get Up and Go IV, which just helps with performance and recovery. We have our Quench Hydration, which is really deeply hydrating. And then we also have our Immunity IV, which has a, a bolus of zinc and vitamin C to help boost your immune system. So part of the visit is just sort of talking to you and finding out what your symptoms are, what your needs are, and how we can fix it. You're going to see that uh, the beginning of next year in the in a portion of the property, which we call the Dallas Midtown Park, mm -hmm. um, we'll start having festivals. Mm -hmm. So that'll the first one will will happen. We're working on one that should happen next April. Good um, uh, for a first for a first festival. But I'm not announcing what it's going to be today. Okay. But but the first one <laughs> probably will happen in April of next year. Great. Uh, and so. So you know, you'll start activating the property and you'll start seeing things that are actually at Dallas Midtown. Uh, and the first project that we're gonna build is actually an apartment with ground floor retail that's facing okay. Preston Road, right on a street called Dilbeck today. And that street, um, for those people uh, that, that are your listeners, for mm -hmm. yourself, mm -hmm. if you've ever been to Santana Row in San Jose, you've ever been to the Grove in LA, yes. um, you've ever been to you know Legacy West, you know, here in Dallas, um, it's that type of a street. Mm -hmm. So that type of a street will basically start right at that light. And it effectively goes from that light clear across to Montfort. So it bisects the entire property. Okay. And so what you'll see on either side of that street are, are you know, basically high-rise buildings with ground floor retail, um, an entertainment street. Going all the way back, really, to the time of the assassination, Dealey Plaza has become this gathering point for social activism. The idea that the plaza represents the end of 
John F. Kennedy's legacy. It, it is kind of infused with the unfulfilled hope and promise that he represented, the, the civic activism that he inspired uh, for young people to uh, take part in their government, ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. In many ways, Dean Plaza represents that because it's where the dream ended and where others can take up that mantle and carry that dream forward. And so it becomes this very important part, part of the cultural landscape of Dallas, but also the world as well, as people um, raise their voices here. So we're in here at Berkeley. It's a beautiful little eatery off of Knox, and they're supposed to have wonderful coffee. So today we're gonna be hitting up two different coffee places to see which one we like best and maybe some other snacks as well. You wanna peruse the aisles with me a little bit? Mmm, that's delicious. Oh my God, isn't that delicious? Oh my God. Mmm, that's really good. There's a mango one. Good too. Made in Dallas. Okay, so now we're here in front of Foxtrot. It's really cute. It has a similar vibe to where we just were at Berkeley Market. Um, mm. This stuff is bomb. They have the nitrogen tanks in the back. It's, I guess, like an iced oat latte, but with nitrogen, it's fabulous. And now we're gonna go ahead and sample this matcha chia pudding. Good coconut milk, matcha, green tea. Let's see what it tastes like. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it here. I know that we're in a national crisis as it relates to staffing, police in general. Dallas is no different. What is your game plan for the Dallas Police Department to address retention um, of police, but also to specifically address the staffing issue. We have to be an attractive department. We are all as police departments and cities looking for the same pool. We're in the same pool trying to get trying to get applicants. And really when applicants that want to do this job in this profession, they have to know that they feel supported. Uh, they want to know that, you know, and I'll, and I'll say it, and I'll say it, the, the elephant in the room that I often talk about is the last few years, honorable men and women have seen uh, officers not feel supported honorable officers not the ones that don't deserve to wear this uniform but honorable officers don't feel supported honorable officers have been vilified and i don't care what profession you're in if that's the sense of the profession uh, you're not going to you're not going to have a lot of people that want to get into 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 that profession i come from the state of california uh and i make and i've said this many many times i come from a place that even people that support law enforcement are almost afraid to say to support law enforcement for fear of what other will, others will say that doesn't exist here i don't feel that here uh regardless which is the point you made at the beginning where for it's not blue or red here uh, it's common sense i've never felt that here since i've been here and that's important obviously we offer bonuses for officers to stay past 28 years uh, if they stay two more years, they, they get a bonus, which is important. Uh, but we have to think of things that for our younger officers, our years, the one to five officers and things of that nature. So we're starting a pilot program here in the city of Dallas. Generally speaking, all of our seven patrol stations work five days a week, eight hour shifts. 
we piloted a program in Southwest at our Southwest okay. station where now officers work four tens. Mm -hmm. They work four days a week, 10 hour days. So we're piloting that out to see how that works for their personal life and for their work life. And if that's successful, we're gonna roll that out citywide. One last thing that we did, we put mental wellness and officer wellness uh, at, as a priority as a yes. department to the, in the department. I fully understand uh, the issues that our men and women go through every day. Um, it's one of the biggest cultural changes in American law enforcement, in my opinion, and our work's not done. We're gonna be thinking about a lot of different things uh, that we can make the working conditions of our officers better in order to retain. And if we can retain, by making working conditions better, then that will ultimately have an effect on recruitment. Because I, as I also say, we have an amazing recruitment unit, but there is no better recruiter than the nearly 3,100 officers that we have. Being able to defend oneself, I think, is more and more and more important today. And I thought it was just very apropos and appropriate to have Tom here featured after our wonderful police chief. Say it as you do it. Redirect, attack, take away. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Good. Good job. That's what I want. For something that's just a silly little product, people really do seem to love it. It almost is like a bucket list item it when is. you come to Dallas or it when is. you come to the State Fair of Texas. We are in the heart of Dallas right now, Amber, and we are with Amber Fletcher today. She is third generation from the Fletcher's family, right? Amber Correct. Fletcher. Correct. And tell us a little bit about your family and just how this all came to be. So my grandfather, Neil, and his wife, Minnie, they were actually performers in what they called vaudeville yeah. in the late 30s. And they were actually performing at the State Fair of Texas in 1937, 1938. And they were offered the opportunity for a food booth in 1938. And the story was just that they, you know, were inspired by a local dish that was baked and they just came up with their own spin on it to put it on a stick and deep fry it and kind of just create a new version of something that they already liked, but that it was quicker. Um, they said it took years to come up with this perfect batter. Um, it's not just a Dallas or a Texas story. It's an American story, mm -hmm. right? I kind of get emotional thinking about it. Yeah. It's families like yours that start something from absolutely nothing, from a dream, mm -hmm. just almost from an accident, right. right? And it's now grown to what it is today. You're not just a partner at Holland and Knight, but you also founded the Dallas Eviction Advocacy Center. Mm -hmm. Would you start by telling our viewers and listeners exactly what this advocacy center does? So it's a nonprofit law firm, mm -hmm. and we've got 13 full-time employees at this point. And all we do is represent tenants in Dallas County facing eviction. Mm -hmm. And the problem that we're really trying to solve is the problem of unlawful eviction, not the notion of eviction itself. Because what we found in our work is that about 85% of the time that a tenant is evicted, they actually should have won. And when they have a lawyer, they do. And this is pro bono? This is all free, yes. We don't all charge free. a dime. Mm -hmm. And what is it that inspired you or prompted you to start this? Well, like a lot of things in my life, it was pure accident. Um, I just posted a social media post about an eviction moratorium early in the pandemic. And that post went viral. And I found myself spending 20 hours a day trying to respond to everyone's questions. I really thought this would be a short term project. Mm -hmm. But after really getting in to see what's happening in the courts and what's happening to these people and who they are, I was just offended to my core 
um, at what I was seeing happening to the poorest people in our community. Um, and that's not to say that you shouldn't get evicted if you don't pay your rent. That's not the point. The point is we're supposed to have due process in this country. There's supposed to be a fair way to assess whether you should lose your home and our society doesn't do that. We skip that part. It's very Dallas, it's very Texas. Being in this getup with this awesome tractor right behind me couldn't be more perfect. Come with us. We really started just as a street outreach ministry and got to know our homeless neighbors and build relationships and just discovered what their needs were and started adapting and innovating and creating solutions based on the needs that we saw on the streets. Um, so we have 13 core community centers that are located in high needs areas across North Texas. Mm -hmm. And that I've is where that. we provide a lot of what we call anti-poverty services. Okay. Um, so it's things like rental assistance, assistance with utilities, where we're really trying to ensure that people stay in their homes. Um, we also have um, children and youth programs where we have programs for kids. We have food pantries. So we've got 12 food pantries throughout the entire region where we provide food assistance. Um, and then this time of year at those facilities, as well as the one that we're in now, we provide Christmas assistance through our Angel Tree program. Um, in addition to that, we've got four shelters across the region where we provide um, residential services as in addition to social services for our clients. We've got two senior living facilities. Um, they're both in Fort Worth. Um, so we have people living with us that are on fixed income. Um, and then we've also got two addiction recovery facilities that are in resident addiction recovery programs um, for men. So this is one of the reasons that we actually came here today. I wanted to buy some um, gifts for my dogs, Scraps and Biscuit but the dogs for the SPCA are actually out for adoption. Please come look. I would request, I think, few council people, I would want, won't name them, they have uh, started a campaign of hatred. Yeah, they might not agree, but please don't start campaign of hatred around, you know, what the priorities of task force is doing. You have power to change it. We are doing, you know, what we are hearing from public and what the best allocation of resources would be. So, uh, just, just be uh, careful about you know how you are using your words in your office uh, which is just coming across as a hatred right now. If you see here we're here at Neiman Marcus downtown it's their flagship it's absolutely stunning inside I actually took a fun picture with Santa right inside it's right behind here and he's actually one of the coolest Santas around. I'd love for you all to come with me just hop into the Zodiac room with me and I think we'll be good. Hi, Santa. Hey, do you mind if I just sit right here with you? Okay. Okay, sounds good. <laughs>